Online Tonight is live and on the air at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online Tonight. Do you listen to every damn word I have to say? Now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight, on the air toll-free at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Max. Welcome to Online Tonight, where we talk about the latest in tech, pop culture, plus random thoughts that I think are cool or include geeky things. Uh, we are also here to answer your questions. Give us a call at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546 is our toll-free telephone number. We also take your messages via text and email. Text 951-395-1017. 951-395-1017. The email address is show at onlinetonight.com. Remember that the text and the email are kind of one way, but if you'd like to have a discussion... The best way is to call the toll-free telephone number. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers, so you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint. Right. The phone lines are open. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Victoria is ready to take your calls, and she's going through your texts and your emails. We're going to jump in with some Apple news. Obviously, the big news lately has been the Apple Vision Pro. And over at our friends at Mac Rumors, they have some videos that are showing off some pretty interesting things now that people have got them in their hands and they've got to play with them and the things that are good and the things that are bad. One of the texts demonstrated using the Vision Pro at home. And not only was it just at home, but, you know, it did some work, it did some entertainment, and there's more, so there's videos on that. Uh, he kind of walks around, shows off a bunch of the different apps, and uh, you get to see his desk and his living room and the kitchen. This is why I don't demo these types of things, because my living room and my kitchen are not always as presentable as I would like them to be, because I get a lot of packages, and then I leave the boxes on the table, or if they're too big, they're on the ground, and there's bubble wrap, and, you know, I, I kind of make a mess to my, my wife's chagrin. Then, of course, there's a gamer in there, and uh, they got to play with some of the games. Most of the controllers that are compatible with the iPhone or the iPad work with the Vision Pro. Uh, including the wireless PlayStation and Xbox controller. So a little bit of that on there. And then uh, somebody took it on an airplane, and they used the headset as a virtual seatback screen. They had This is one of the questions that I have, and I still have not got an answer yet. How do I store my movie on there? Because I can't stream it, so is there a way to store that? I guess I should watch the video to find out. And then, of course, uh, being that it's the end of college football and the Super Bowl coming up. Somebody decided to watch the NBA and some NFL games uh, on, on a giant screen that it projects in front of you, and that was a lot of fun. 
And then, of course, we have seen people on the subways and Times Square and walking around the city uh, with their Vision Pro in, in public. So that's that's been a lot of fun. One of the features that I found to be one of the most interesting was the ability to display your laptop screen and use your physical keyboard. Yes, I still have to look down to see the keys, but uh, I'm more comfortable doing that than the virtual keyboard. And a new support document popped up from Apple, which confirmed that the Vision Pro's Mac virtual display feature is compatible with any computer running Sonoma. So you don't have to have an M1, an M2, or an M3. It will work with an Intel processor. The caveat is, if you are using an Intel, you're only going to get up to 3K of resolution. Whereas if you're using an M1, M2, or M3, you're going to get a little bit of a better resolution. So that should be a little bit more fun for everybody. Uh, the ones, the computers that are currently officially supported under Mac OS Sonoma are the 2018 or later MacBook Pro, the 2018 or later MacBook Air, the 2018 MacBook, I'm sorry, Mac Mini, the 2019 or later iMac, the 2017 iMac Pro, the 2022 Mac Studio, and of course, the 2019 Mac Pro. That, uh, that's the one that replaced the trash can. So some of those features may or may not be available on all of the platforms, but it's nice to see that the virtual desktop uh, from your laptop is available, and that, uh, that's a good, a good thing. Uh, videos of people driving. This one I thought was concerning. I don't, you know how I feel about electric cars. And if you don't know, I have range anxiety. I'm also concerned about all these auto driving features because there's been a lot of problems and challenges and people are irresponsible. You're supposed to pay attention when you're driving. And so I saw a Tesla video where somebody was wearing their VR headset while the car was driving them. These, these things concern me. I, I don't know if you remember, but when uh, Google had the Google Glass, at least people in my area were getting tickets because they weren't allowed to do that. Uh, I, I actually don't... I think this was poor marketing on Google's part. They should have shown that the, the, the uh, Google Glass was just as effective as a hub, a heads-up display, HUD, heads-up display that some of the car makers are doing now, projecting maps and your speed and your, your fuel and things like that on the, on the screen in front of you so you don't have to look down at the gauge. I think the Google Glass solved that problem very well, especially with directions and some of those things. But uh, our state chose to make it illegal, and therefore people were getting tickets. But at least you can see right through there, and you're still managing your car. I don't like the idea of somebody watching full-screen sports in a closed mode, meaning you can't see anything around you and have the car drive. That, that freaks me out. That concerns me. Uh, speaking of Tesla, Tesla is uh, another recall from Tesla. They're recalling 2.2 million vehicles for a software update that is to help fix the warning lights. Apparently, uh, the 2.2 million cars were sold in the U.S., and some of the warning lights on the instrument panel are too small. So they are trying to rectify that so that drivers will be notified if there's a problem. 
Um, also, this up upgrade apparently is supposed to help with some of the steering problems, which I'm not overly familiar with. But the recall covers the 2012 through the 2023 Model S, the 2016 through 2023 Model X, the 2017 through 2023 Model 3, the 2019 through 2024 Model Y, and of course the brand new 2024 Cybertruck. So if those are things that you're own and you are uh, concerned about the warning lights, then you maybe want to check that out, and that would be that would be pretty good. Uh, the only thing I've I've been in a Tesla, mostly in Las Vegas, and that's a that's a lot of fun in the um, between the convention center and say Resorts World or the different locations of the convention center. You can go from the south to the central, to the west, and you go through the tunnels. It's really neat. And I was curious if, like, say, Spotify or whatever worked in there, and apparently it does work. And Spotify had some news this week that I thought I would share. You may know that back in 2000 and what year was it? 2000 and a couple of years ago. Joe Rogan made a deal with Spotify that was estimated to be worth somewhere between $100 and $200 million. It was vague. Well, apparently, Joe Rogan has renewed a deal with Spotify for a few more years. He's going to make $250 million, and he'll also be getting some revenue share. Uh, the news was confirmed this week uh, that uh, Rogan was... Uh, Staying and will have some greater flexibility, meaning he will no longer be exclusive to Spotify. Back in the past, you had to go to Spotify specifically, or or you could check out his YouTube channel. Uh, but you had to listen. If you wanted to listen to the audio, you had to go to Spotify only. It wasn't available on iTunes Podcasts or FeedBurner or any of your favorite podcast aggregators. You could only listen to it on Spotify. Let me know if that's something that you are a big fan of. He, he's gotten a little more politics, so I pass. Smart, or stay tuned. Geek Speak. This is our Geek Speak for this hour where we take a tech term, we turn it into plain English, like magic, right before your ear, very ears. This hour's Geek Speak is CTV. This portion of the show is powered by Anchor. I've used other Anchor products, but I didn't realize that they were the world's number one mobile charging brand with over 200 million products sold worldwide. They ha they've been a pioneer in charging technology for over 10 years. I'm very interested in the Powerhouse 767. You want to think of it as like a giant battery-operated generator, and it has 13 outlets and charging ports on there. It's great for RVs, outdoor recreation, home backup. Find all the amazing Anchor products at olttv.com slash A-N-K-E-R. That's olttv.com slash anchor. 
Now, CTV, CTV or connected TV, refers to any television that can connect to the Internet or stream video content. The term covers smart TVs, which, of course, can directly be connected via Wi-Fi or Ethernet. And any television that uses Internet-connected streaming devices like an Apple TV, a Fire Stick, or a Roku, a CTV can still connect to an antenna and set-top box for access to OTA, cable, and satellite TV, but has additional options to access live and on-demand streaming video using built-in or third-party apps like Hulu, Netflix, YouTube TV, Tubi, Apple, or Disney+, Plus, Apple TV. Most TVs sold now are CTVs. That's this hour's Geek Speak. Online tonight. Trying to figure out where the turkey bacon is on this pig? This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right. So, um, the Grammys were this last uh, weekend on Sunday. So, you, uh, today. So, you, uh, or yesterday. I don't even know what day it is. But I wanted to uh, congratulate Miley Cyrus, who won her first Grammy. And then she won another one on the same night. So she has won her first two Grammys. Uh, And just for kicks, uh, Miss Jennifer on her YouTube channel has interviewed Miley so many times, even before she was famous. And they they had met on the carpet a few times. And it, uh, you know, they, they kind of knew each other. I mean, not like a personal relationship, but a professional relationship. Anytime... Jen was on the carpet, and Miley saw her. She would come and talk to her, even if she had to come back on the line. And that doesn't happen very often at red carpets. And then there was a 10-year gap between the last time Miley had seen Jen and the other one. And that video is up there, too. And, and Miley comes over and says, hey, I, I know you, don't I? And so that was a lot of fun. We, we've probably spent more time with uh, Miley's sister than we have with anybody else. Some other people that won, of course, was uh, Miley Cyrus... She won, I met, let me mention what she won for, just in case. Her 2023 hit, Flowers. And what's interesting about that is she also uh, performed it during uh, the, the gap in between the awards. So that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun uh, for her. Some of the other winners um, that were there. Let's see if we have any others. Uh, I mentioned Flowers already. That was, uh, that was done. That was her first Grammy. And then, uh, you know, there was a lot of competition in that space. Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodriguez, um, uh, John with Worship. So, you know, good competition to be up there and winning. That was, that was good. All this happened at uh, Crypto Arena, formerly Staples, for those of you who know the Los Angeles area and where the Lakers play. It's now called Crypto.com Arena, downtown Los Angeles. So that's where that was. And there were some other news that was kind of interesting. Miley had took the opportunity to wear 13,000 gold safety pins on the red carpet. That was apparently dress number one. And she had her hair in a 1980s Farrah Fawcett style, very feathery. It was very, it was very interesting, and apparently it took them six hundred and seventy plus hours 
to make that dress. It was uh, had a lot of gaps, showed a little bit of skin. So that was that was very that was very nice for her. And apparently, she made several other dress changes. Somebody reported up to five, five different dresses. I th- she wore another dress. Uh, that was also kind of metallic and see-through, but it had like a, a blue bodysuit or a blue uh, dress underneath it. And uh, her hair was kind of different, kind of Cleopatra-esque. And then uh, when she performed, she wore a shiny, sparkly, kind of cocktail-like dress, something that you might see at a Las Vegas show kind of thing. And it had what almost appeared like jewels on it, but they kind of looked like peacocks, uh, you know, like the, the patterns and the feathers of peacocks. That was pretty cool. And then there were one or two others, which I didn't get a chance to see because I didn't watch the, the entire thing. Uh, Taylor Swift makes Grammy history with her fourth album of the year win for Midnight's. She was very excited. Uh, just a quick aside, she also had um, a couple people were making some jokes about her and they, you know, they panned the camera in her direction and she really looked like she was a good sport about it and she wasn't overly offended and, uh, you know, she had her, she giggled a little. So that's good. I like it when somebody doesn't take themselves so seriously that they, you know, freak out when somebody has a joke. It's just a joke. It's not necessarily a personal attack unless they know you personally and they're sharing a secret that you don't want them to know. But her, her win is, is interesting because she's now tied with Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon. Uh, she took home the golden uh, gramophone, I think is what they call it, for Album of the Year in 2009 for Fearless, 2015 for 1989, and 2021 for Folklore. And then, of course, 2024, she took it home for midnight. So congratulations to her on that as well. Content from, oh, here's a quick text from, uh, is this Illinois? What's IL? Illinois, right? Uh, so uh, content uh, from Apple TV and Apple TV channels play in the Apple TV app while connected to other providers in the videos. You can uh, download the content that will then be saved in your library, which you can then watch on the Apple Vision Pro, even when it's not connected to the Internet. So that is uh, uh, that is the uh, answered my question on how how um, you can watch content on, on an airplane without Internet. And then a quick correction. Did I say she had five t- Taylor Swift? If you. Do the basic math and count. Uh, that would be um, that would be four. Yeah, four. No, that's not right. I'll have to do the math during the uh, the intermission here in just a minute because I count. I don't have time to count, but I count. Uh, let's see. I'll do the math and I'll let you know when we get back. Stay tuned.
We're taking your calls right now at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. Sir, one more outburst. I will strangle you with my microphone wire. You understand me? Hey, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Max. The name of the show is Online Tonight. It's about 24, 25 minutes before the hour, and we would love to hear from a 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546 is our toll-free telephone number. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers, so you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good. Because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? The phone lines are open. 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. You can also send us a text and email. The text is 951-395-1017. Again, 951-395-1017. Email address, show at onlinetonight.com. All right, so I promised that uh, I would do the math, and I got some help with my numbers, and I wanted to just clarify or clear the record regarding Taylor Swift's history-making Grammy. Up until this year, meaning through the end of 2023, she was tied with Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon, where she had won three. And if you remember, I gave you those dates... She won uh, in, what, 2019, she won, no, 2009, 2015, 2021, and then in 2024, she won her fourth Grammy for Album of the Year, and that's how she made history. So, there you go. Hopefully, that's less confusing than it needed to be. In, in more music news, Universal Music Group warns that it is going to start pulling songs from TikTok after their deal uh, is set to expire. Uh, that could be bad news for some of the influencers out there and TikTok people who are very, 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 very interested in those types of things. And Universal Music says that TikTok tried to bully a UMG into a deal worth way less than their previous arrangement. And as such, Universal Music said they were no longer going to license any of their music over there. Now, UMG said that its agreement with TikTok is set to expire last week on January 31st. The company had not agreed to any terms. So I'm curious if there is an update to that. If you are a TikTok user, have you noticed that any of the music is gone? Uh They had come to an agreement in 2021, February of 2021. They were very excited that they were uh, compensating the recording artists, songwriters, and they were offering different sets of libraries to uh, the TikTok company, which is Dance something. What is the name of that company again? Uh, ByteDance is the name of the company. And they uh, will have to see if they have a a new deal or not. If you know, give me a ring. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Tell me if the uh, Universal Music is still there as of the 4th of February. That would be that would be very helpful. 
Now, TikTok is trying to bring some of the stuff they have from their Chinese version of the app here in in America. TikTok is testing uh, different products uh, to offer links. So I think they're calling it TikTok Shop. It's arriving in the U.S., and the company is exploring different ways that they can uh, help market and let people buy things. There are some very interesting abilities in the Chinese version, and I don't want to say it wrong. I used to say it, and I think I might have said it incorrectly a couple times, so I'm just going to call it the Chinese version of TikTok as not to offend my Chinese uh, language experts. They allow you to uh, shop for things and view similar products based on certain posts. And uh, again, they've had experience in doing this for for years and years and years. And uh, apparently, even Elon Musk has been a big fan of that kind of system. I guess he was very, very aware of the TikTok version in China that, that offers all kinds of things. Food delivery shopping, of course, the the video reels. I believe the Chinese version even has a messaging and a, and a audio communications, maybe even a FaceTime type of thing or a Zoom type of thing. And when Elon Musk was buying Twitter a few years back, he has always had this idea of an X app. An X means extra everything, etc., and, and in a way, he's trying to incorporate those types of things into X, formerly Twitter. But the Chinese version of TikTok has quite a bit of a head start. Uh, they have been doing it for years and years. And so now they are bringing that to the U.S. And so look forward to... Uh, I'm hoping that there'll be less ads, but more kind of links towards the bottom of the video so that you can just say, hey, I'm interested in that jacket or I'm interested in, I guess that's more more ads, but if they're subtle and they're kind of in the corner, that would be that would be more fun uh, instead of having to scroll past, you know, 50, 50 ads before you get between the people. Another internet phenomenon is... Elmo. Well, maybe maybe he's not an internet phenomenon, but I think everybody in the world knows who Elmo is. Well, Elmo, uh, they don't like to call it tweets anymore. I'm not sure what Elon Musk wants us to call it, but uh, Elmo sent out, let's just put it that way, sent out a message on X that said, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? All right. The production team was afraid I was going to use my Elmo voice, which would be something like, just checking in. How's everybody doing? But I, I promised I wouldn't do it. So within 24 hours, the tweet had 137 million views and was still climbing. And there was responses from one second. There were responses from um, big companies like Chipotle and Shake Shack and Buffalo Wings and some celebrities like T-Pain and uh, even Garfield tried to get in in the action. But uh, it was interesting to see the the dream, uh, the not the dream, but the, the collection of comments underneath there. Some people were having good days and other people were having bad days. 
some of the responses were like, Elmo, I'm going to be real. I'm having an effing bad day. Uh, I got to level with you, baby. Uh, we are fighting for our lives. I don't know who that was from or where they are. Um, Elmo was just checking in. He didn't ask for all of this, for us all to... I, I find it interesting, though, that I, and I'm assuming it's a cer- certain age group. I did not grow up with Elmo. I grew up with uh, Bert and Ernie, and I grew up with Snuffleupagus and Big Bird and and uh, Oscar the Grouch, obviously one of my my favorites. He lived in a trash can, even though I, I can't even stand the smell of a trash can. But those are the ones that I grew up at. And then a certain generation had the opportunity to grow up with an Elmo. And I, there was a little period of time where Elmo actually sounded like a uh, cigar-smoking New Yorker. But that was a very short period of time. But if you hunt very carefully, you can find those original clips. And then Kevin uh, was brought in to take over Elmo, and he brought in this, you know, the sweet kind of kid voice. And, and a, lot of, a lot of kids really related to Elmo. And so it was interesting that they had really kind of connected with Elmo. And as adults now, they feel so connected that they can really share, in some cases, too much personal information. You know, like some people are having having meltdowns and other are, some other people are living their best lives. So that's a lot of fun. We had an opportunity to meet Elmo in Las Vegas a few years back or many years back. He was actually dressed as Elvis, and it was the it was the real Elmo with the real puppeteer. And if you head over to Jen's YouTube channel at Jen Smart TV, you can look for Elmo and see the interview there. That was a lot of fun. It was very stressful uh, because you know the camera had to be just in the right place, and uh, I couldn't really see everything because uh, Kevin wanted the uh, video preview pointed in his direction. So that old camera that I had didn't have the ability to look through the peephole and have the side display on at the same time. So it was a little nerve wracking, but it all worked out in the end and we had a a lot of fun and and people enjoy that video. So if you get a chance, check it out. And don't forget, if you missed any portion of the podcast or the show, you can check out the podcast at onlinetonight.com. Stay tuned. Thank you for the text, camera 192. I can call it a peephole if I want to, even though you professionals call it a viewfinder. Hey, the bookmark for this hour is Grammy.com. Earlier, we shared some of the highlights from this year's 2024 Grammy Awards, and you can see the highlights and the full winners list at this website. You can also learn more about the awards, check out past presenters, performers, and winners, and more. That's this hour's bookmark. This brought to you by Southwest Airlines. Southwest offers flights to over 100 destinations in 42 states, including Puerto Rico, Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. Check out all the destinations they service or that you can go on your next vacation. We need to get out of this weather, so maybe going south would be a good idea. Head over to OLTTV.com slash SWA. That's OLTTV.com 
slash SWA. If redness, swelling, or irritation occurs, increase your listening time by one hour per day. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. It is Max, and I greatly appreciate you joining me. I love to hear from you. 1-800-39-ONLINE is our toll-free telephone number, 1-800-396-6546. You can text us like the cameraman did at 951-395-1017 and email show at onlinetonight.com. Did you want to read this email, or did you want me to? I can read it. All right, go ahead. This comes from Jake in Orlando, and it's kind of long. All right, skip number three. Skip number three. Okay. Um, When there's no public Wi-Fi somewhere, I'd like to start using my T-Mobile hotspot with my MacBook Air, but I have questions. One, is there a downside to doing this? Will it max out my account? Let's stop there. We'll hit hit each one as we go. Uh, If you are on the um, uh, Magenta program or their newest program, it's unlimited uh, hotspots. However, you will get a reduction in speed if you go... Uh, over a certain number. So the downside is if you if you crank up a lot of gigabytes in a month, then you're going to be throttled. You're going to you're not going to lose service completely, but you are going to slow down. But you're going to get that full speed until you hit the cap. Number 2. Do I need to turn this off on my phone every time? What happens if I forget? All right, so do you need to turn it off every time? I, I can just tell you how I am personally. I always turn my hotspot on my phone and my Wi-Fi on my laptop off anytime I'm not using them. What happens if you forget? Well, if you forget and you are in the and other people are in the neighborhood of your hotspot, your phone's name is going to pop up as an available network name. So mine is just called OLT Max. Uh, Hotspot. That's the name that I have. Don't go searching for that. The cafes in in uh, Southern California, but uh, you won't find it because I turn it off. But if you had left it on, then that would show up as an available network to connect to, and then people would have to know, you know, your password and some of those other things. Next, how can I tell when I'm connected to my hotspot versus Wi-Fi? Okay, Apple has made this fantastically wonderful. Normally, when you turn on your Wi-Fi, it is an inverted triangle or or looks like a funnel, and it'll have uh, lines or bars that represent the signal strength from the Wi-Fi router, whether you're at home or on an airplane, a bus, a train, or a you know coffee bar or whatever, and you connect to Wi-Fi, you're going to get this up this triangle that that's like a V and points upward. When you connect to your iPhone hotspot, you're going to get interconnected circles. So you're going to get a visual representation that you are not on a regular Wi-Fi connection, but that you are connected to an iPhone offering hotspot service. And so that's um, probably the easiest way for you to identify when you're on a regular hot, uh, Wi-Fi network versus a hotspot. Let's, go, let's tackle the last question just to see because I have a different policy, which I've already shared, but I'll, I'll share it again. Will my computer automatically join the hotspot if there's no Wi-Fi available and it's already turned on on my phone? The short answer to that is maybe. It depends on how you have your preferences in uh, network preferences set up. In 
Wi-Fi, you can have in the advanced tab or in the, uh, yeah, in the advanced tab, remember networks this computer has joined. And then there's another checkbox that says automatically join this network. So depending on how you have your preferences set up, you may or may not connect uh, to your phone's hotspot depending on if everything is, is turned on correctly. So the, the short answer to that question, without having a discussion uh, with you on the phone, the best way to do that, of course, is to call the toll-free telephone number, 1-800-39-ONLINE. Uh, then, then we could kind of expand that, but it, it really depends on how your settings are, if it's going to automatically connect to your hotspot or not. But again, my recommendation is, not that I'm overly power, par, uh, paranoid, but it also helps with my battery. Why do I need to have a uh, hotspot on my phone using the radio to send out SSID signals uh, at when I could just save that power? Same with my laptop. I don't like to have my Wi-Fi and my Bluetooth and a bunch of other things going on uh, that could possibly impact my battery life. And uh, I'm more sensitive to that on my phone because I've had my phone for a while and it says my current battery's capacity is under 90%. So I need to get a new battery. And so I'm very careful about the things that I uh, have on and have off, running in the background, etc. Uh, I have, I don't have as much trouble as Miss Victoria does because I don't seem to have my light come on as randomly as her light, which I believe kills her battery. And uh, But I was using it for a lot of things and, and really pushing that battery, and that's why my battery capacity is gone. Was there anything else? No, that was the end of the email. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Jake from Orlando. Um, could it be easier to connect to your router without having to type in an IP address? Well, this it depends on the router that you have. This article is out from The Verge, and it, it's nice that they give you some tech tips sometimes. So I'm going to pass this tech tip on. There's a new proposed change, uh, proposed change that might make it easier for you to access your router. Now, if, depending again how your systems are, if you have your router give out the IP number uh, and it then provides the default gateway and the DNS, there are some manufacturers out there where you can just type in a name uh, for your for your router and it will automatically log you into their thing. They're, they have a, a private DNS entry in their system to make it easier for you to find their router. But sometimes on the bottom of the router, you'll you'll see a sticker that says, to configure this router, please type in 192.168.10.10 or, or 1.254 or whatever. Um, they might make this easier for you in the future. So there you go. It's online tonight. Stay tuned. Online tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host, Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers. around for the phone number it's 1-800-39-ONLINE 1-800-396-6546
starters they've got eyewitness descriptions that pretty much match up and it's not the first time he's done it is he in trouble it's illegal to obstruct the workings of a civil agency there's certainly fines involved possibly prosecution do they know his name the police are on it and they'll eventually track him down and now from the craziest city on the planet this is Online tonight, on the air, toll free at one eight hundred thirty nine online one eight hundred three nine six six five four six. And now the host of Online tonight, Max. Very excited to be with you today. Thank you so much. I am Max. This is Online Tonight, where we talk about the latest in tech, pop culture, plus random thoughts that I think are cool or geeky or about food or theme parks or whatever's on my mind. But more importantly, what's on your mind? I'm happy to answer any of your tech questions or discuss any pop culture-related things like video games and raspberry pies, any of that stuff. You can give us a call, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. That's the best way to reach us. That way we can have a conversation. But we also take your text and your email. Text 951-395-1017. That's 951-395-1017. Or email show at onlinetonight.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at olttv.com slash mint. That's olttv.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? Victoria is taking your text and your emails, but she really loves to talk to you on the phone. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Before we get to calls, Microsoft is weighing in, launching Indiana Jones on the PS5. And it is called Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. It could arrive on the PS5 after uh, the... uh, Apparently... All right, so let's see. Bethesda, we talked about them last week about how they were having layoffs and things like that, but the upcoming Indiana Jones game uh, is is set to launch on the PlayStation 5 console. So just because Microsoft owns Bethesda software does not mean that other uh, consoles are off limits. And apparently uh, during the Xbox Developer Direct last month, they showed off... Um, the game, and they said that it would be available on the Xbox and the PC. But people familiar with the the group over there said that uh, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle could make it to the PS5. Native, not streaming. So they, they, uh, you know, they're taking a multi-platform approach for certain games um, because I guess it makes sense, right? If, you, if you're going to sell an Xbox an S or, you know, whatever, and you're going to not make any money on the console itself and you make all your money on the games, wouldn't it make sense to make the games available on other platforms because that's where the money is? So let Sony and let uh, the, the PC manufacturers and all that stuff either break even or lose money on the, on the consoles because you're going to make money 
on the games. It's kind of like the printer business, right? I have a, I have a uh, $300 Canon printer that I got on sale for $99. There's no way that – I don't know what their margin is on printers – but there's no way that Canon is making a lot of money by selling me that printer for $99. Where do they make all their money? They make their money by making me buy ink cartridges. And the one thing that drives me absolutely batty about the Canon that I have is that every time you turn it on, you can hear it going, and that sound is it dumping ink into a pad. They're quote unquote cleaning the head and making sure that the ink is primed. But what they're really doing is they are stealing 30 to 40% of your ink so that you run out faster and then you have to go and and get more. That's my opinion. That's how I feel when I hear those noises. And I I also feel that I don't print that many pages, but I am constantly having to replace the ink cartridge. And the ink cartridges, of course, are going up in price. And so that's where they make their money. Bethesda and all of the the software groups, the game development group over there at Microsoft, they make their money when people buy the games. This is why they bought Activision. This is why they bought uh, Blizzard. This is why they bought Bethesda. They, They want to make money on the games. Now, it's nice that they have their own console and they can maybe do some interesting features that kind of exploit the the power of that platform. But why would you not want to sell it to everybody? So uh, I'm hoping it's a true rumor and I'm hoping that it will, it will make it. It, if everything goes well, fingers crossed, it'll be here in time for Christmas of 2024. There's another game that's pretty neat uh, a lot of people seem to be uh, kind of excited about it. I personally haven't played it yet. If you've played it and you're interested in it and you enjoy it, then let me know at 1-800-39-ONLINE. The game is called Hi-Fi Rush. And they announced that uh, it will be coming to the PS5 and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so that, uh, well, I don't think, all right. Again, sometimes these news sources are are interesting. It's not officially announced. Apparently, there was some leak. Uh, somebody saw a T-shirt, or somebody was, you know, poking around and found evidence that Hi-Fi Rush was coming to those two platforms. And then the gaming internet sections went completely berserk. And someone, you can't, you can't look at these lead a post. Twitter doesn't like them to be called X, formerly Twitter, doesn't like them to be called tweets. They like them to be called posts. And you have to look very carefully when you are uh, looking at a post because just like newspapers, they sometimes will have a misleading headline to get your attention so that you'll, you know, like it or forward it or click on it. And so the information said that uh, that it was official, and then later on when they described it, then it was, uh, you know, based on some research and, and information, it looks like. So it's not official if it looks like. When the developers come out and say, it'll be out in July, then you know. So the, watch out for those clickbait titles. Thank you, Victoria. appreciate that. There was another... Uh, kind of strange occurrence that happened this 
this week in video game news. The PlayStation 6 isn't even out yet. They just came out last month with the Slim, the PlayStation 5 Slim. But some PlayStation 6 games are already being quietly announced. And some people might have missed it. This comes from our friends over at Gaming Bible. They said that uh, the PlayStation 5 is barely three years old and it looks like we uh, we won't have the PlayStation 6 for another year or two, maybe longer. But it looks like they already are working on the first PlayStation 6 game. And it, it uh, you know, the PlayStation 5 has been doing very, very well uh, with uh, titles like Superman, or Superman, my goodness, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and Astro's Playroom and some of these other titles. Uh, the PlayStation is, is, doing, is doing very, very well. And I don't know that I've even seen any leaks on what the PlayStation 6 is going to look like yet. Uh, you know, there were some leaks right before the PlayStation 5 Slim came out. But apparently, the uh, Kajami's next game, Death Standing T- Stranding 2, Death Stranding 2, is expected to arrive in 2025. And they are already optimizing it to work on the PlayStation 6, which is weird. Because, again, I don't know that even through the developer group uh, with Sony that you can get information on what the platform is going to be based on. So I'm curious to know if... Uh, you know, they have an inside track or something. Because sometimes, uh, you know, Apple is known for doing this. Microsoft is known for doing this. I'm sure Sony and Nintendo both do this. Sometimes they will they will cozy up to a, a particular developer and they will say, hey, you know, we, we're going to be demoing something in the next few months or the next year. And we would love to highlight some of the advanced features of our platform. Would you mind you know, creating a game or an application or something that's really going to showcase our uh, technological advancements. And so, you know, maybe Kajami is the one who got early access or is getting early access to this. And we'll we'll have to keep our we'll have to keep our ear to the ground and see what uh, what develops. Thank you again for joining us. One eight hundred thirty nine online. Stay tuned. All right, this hour's Geek Speak, uh, still on our uh, on the category of TVs in a way, is Geek Speak the the term, of course, we use to uh, share with you. Try to turn it into plain English. That's what we're trying to do. O L O T A is what I'm trying to get at. This portion of the show is brought to you by Paramount Plus, your favorite Nickelodeon shows, all the Star Trek series, Transformer movies, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning are now streaming on Paramount Plus. Find out all they have to offer at Paramount Plus by going to OLTTV.com slash stream. That's OLTTV.com slash S-T-R-E-A-M. S-T-R-E-A-M. All right, now, O-T-A. Here's the definition. O-T-A stands for over the air, and it refers to any type of wireless transmission is mostly used for either TV and radio broadcast transmitted over the air, and that's how it's related to, to TV. We talked about that a little bit in the last hour with CTA. 
CTV, excuse me. Uh, but it's been it's being used more now for how do you update your apps on your Android or your iPhone? Software delivered over mobile devices over the air using the the wireless technology. Most often, the T U O T A is used to divert. divert is used uh, between TV channels that are broadcast over the air with those offered by cable providers, right? The cable provider comes in on a cable. And OTA, usually you use uh, bunny ears or an antenna on your roof where you're allowed. Uh, They are usually free, don't require any kind of monthly subscription, even though I'm old enough to remember Select TV and On TV, which were over-the-air transmitted uh, encrypted channels that had to be decoded with a special box and you had to pay money. So even though satellite TV broadcasts are transmitted wireless from space, the channels offered by satellite providers are not considered OTA. Instead, they are lumped in with cable providers. Uh, not sure why. So you'd have to ask the FCC why that is. That's this hour's Geek Speak. Listen, rinse, repeat. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right, what got me flustered at the beginning of the segment uh, was I was trying to collect for you something I wanted to share, and that is I'm going back to video games. Uh, Sony is uh, rumored to be coming out with a brand new handheld, and I, you know, I've had a couple of these. I'm very uh, interested in... In some of those things, like you made, like back in the old days, they had this thing called the Pocket Station, and then of course they released the PS, the PSP one thousand back in two thousand and four, the PSP two thousand I think was oh seven, and then the PSP three thousand was in oh eight. Notice that there's only like a year in between these things, and then in two thousand and nine, the PSP Go came out, and then what year did the uh, let's see what year did the Sony Vista handheld come out? Handheld come out. Let's see. The Vita, V-I-T-A, came out in 2011. So there was a couple-year gap. And we haven't seen any new handhelds from them since then. And, you know, you wonder, what is going on with them? Well, there's a rumor that they are working on a brand-new handheld and so those of you who are interested in that could, could be very uh, excited, uh, especially with the technology that, that, uh, that's going on with uh, the chips and making them smaller and the ARM processors and the amount of RAM and the cost and all that stuff. So you'll have to keep your eye on that. The big winner in handheld right now, of course, is the Switch. Even Miss Jennifer has a Switch and she's let me play it once or twice. Uh, not very often, though, because apparently I did something on Animal Crossing that she wasn't happy about, and it somehow changed the status of her of her character or something, so she doesn't let me play it anymore. But the Switch, over in Japan at least, is, uh, is just less than having the world record as being the best-selling Japanese ha- uh, console. Not just that it's handheld, because remember, you can pop those off and then put it in a dock and play it on your TV – uh, they have j- just under a million uh, to put them over the top. So that's that's pretty exciting. 
Last week we told you that there was some challenges with the with space, and the uh, Japanese, I believe it was the Japanese moon sniper, had landed successfully on the moon, and it had opened up its solar arrays, and then it pointed it in the wrong direction apparently, and so the battery wasn't getting charged, and it said, "Oh no," and it shut itself down. And they hadn't heard from it since. Well, they were happy to announce that the other day they had gotten a notification from the sniper that it was that it was there. And they were working on repositioning the, the solar arrays and all that stuff. And then apparently the uh, some kind of shadow or the I guess you know the moon kind of has similar phases as as we do. I, I don't know. I'm not a astronomer, uh, and so the unit shut itself down again. But they're very very excited uh, in that it was able to respond. It was able. They were able to make contact with it, and they are uh, hoping that when you know the sun is there and can charge up the thing, they're going to be able to recover the mission so that they can continue to do the experiments and the other things that they're very, very excited about. I just learned the other day, here back on Earth, I had learned the other day that uh, Google's AI, which is called BARD, B-A-R-D, is uh, possibly in reference to Shakespeare. I didn't realize that Shakespeare was known as the BARD, and I don't know how he got that nickname. I don't know why he has that nickname. Um, maybe Miss Victoria does because she knows a lot more about the stage than I do. But Google is going to be changing the name. Now, so Bard is their beta version of their AI. And they really want to, you know, get the service going and make it uh get it out of beta and make it available on more platforms. Obviously, the Samsung S24 has got a lot of new AI technologies, which I believe Google has assisted them with. And they are looking to create this like 1.0 version or whatever they're going to call it. And that's going to come with a name change. So if you have seen the word Google Bard in in relation to AI, you're now going to see the name Google Gemini. So the new AI service, and it's going to come a little bit later in the year, uh, from Google is now called Gemini. One thing I wanted to mention real fast, and I just found this fascinating, because there's been a lot of news and information on VR with the uh, Meta Quest 3 and, of course, Apple Vision Pro. But sometimes you can immerse yourself in an environment old school or what we call analog. And there's a painter that showed this thing on uh, TikTok, and it's basically a half-dome thing that you can stick your head in, and no matter where you look, you can see all around. It is beautiful. I'll put a link up at Online Tonight. Stay tuned.
We're on the air live tonight, 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546 is the number. Online tonight. We have everything under control. We're on top of it. Thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. 24 minutes or so before the hour. My name is Max. The name of the show is Online Tonight. Our toll-free telephone number, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? The phone lines are open, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. You can also reach us by text and email, text 951-395-1017, 951-395-1017. That's our text. You can email the show. That's easy. Show at OnlineTonight.com. Here is our review of Argyle. We had a chance to see an early screening of Argyle, rated PG-13 in theaters today. It is a successful spy novelist or author, Ellie Conway. Now, she leads a comfortable, solitary life with her cat. She takes the cat out in a backpack. Alfie is the name of the cat. Uh, When she gets stuck trying to finish her fifth novel. She needs a, another chapter. Uh, she has to leave her comfort zone, and she travels to see her parents and suddenly finds herself in a real world of spies. And they're all after her. Why? With her world turned upside down and not knowing who to trust, Ellie uses the skills she's amassed through the years of research to learn the truth about the fictional stories she wrote so easily. I'm Jennifer, and Argyle stars Bryce Dallas Howard as Ellie, Henry Cavill as her imaginary hero, Argyle, Sam Rockwell as real-life spy Aiden, and Catherine O'Hara as Ellie's mom. The star-studded cast also includes Brian Cranston, Samuel L. Jackson, John Cena, uh, Ariana DeBose, and Dua Lipa. So, yes, the star-studded cast, and this movie is for Matthew Vaughn, who we know as the maker of the Kingsman movies, which we're big fans of. Um, The Kingsman movies, I believe, were rated R for violence. This one is rated PG-13, and it has a lot of violence because it's a spy movie, so there's a body count. But he was recently quoted as saying the difference— between an R-rated movie and a PG-rated, PG-13-rated movie as far as a spy movie is concerned is headshots give you an R rating and chest shots give you a PG-13 oh, rating. <laughs> Who comes up with these ratings? <laughs> I enjoyed this. It reminded me a little bit of Bullet Train because part of it took place on a train and there were a lot of people involved. Um, And also because it has that kind of humor to it where the characters aren't always taking themselves seriously and they're played in a kind of larger than life fashion. Like they're almost comical caricatures of characters. And in this one, we get so many characters because we get the 
ones that are in Ellie's head when she writes the book, how she envisions these characters. And then we get possibly some of their real-life counterparts because these some of these stories turn out to actually be pretty close to true. Right. They think that maybe she's a prophet or a psychic or something. I always get distracted when I see Catherine O'Hara because I'm such a fan of Beetlejuice, so I cannot see her in another film. Apparently she was the mom in Home Alone. Is she that was, true? She was, she's also the voice of Sally in Nightmare oh, yeah, Before well, Christmas. Anyway, so I can't see her and not have a vision of Beetlejuice, which is so distracting to me. So I had a, a little bit of trouble when she first came on the screen. Um, I thought this was, movie was fantastic. Sometimes when you think it's a fantasy scene and and then not, like, there's something that happens near the end, right? Let's just say it's choreographed. And I thought, oh, okay, so this has all been a dream, right? Because of the way that that it was shown to us. But man, I liked the twists. I liked the change. I liked spy movies. I liked the people that were in it. I was I was very pleased. Jen, I enjoyed this a lot too. I feel like it, I had a little trouble getting into it at the beginning because of the fantasy element with the imaginary hero of of Argyle and not being sure exactly what was happening with him. Um, but but a lot of things are do unfold over the course of it, so you you don't have all the information at the beginning, which is good. You don't want to have all the information all, the whole time because then there's no twists, there's no you know figuring things out. It did have a lot of twists. It did have some really interesting choreographed pieces to it. It does. It is a little silly at times, which makes it fun with how dramatic those choreographed pieces are. And the just sort of the tongue-in-cheek element of this imaginary hero even existing, I um, I, I enjoyed uh, a lot of it, and I feel like it's something that would be good to go back and watch again, since it did take me a little bit to get into it. And now knowing what I know, having seen the whole thing, if it if it feels different from the beginning, going in with that information, and the cast was great, I thought it was very fun. And, um, yeah, overall, a a good time. And I have a feeling um, this is a co-production between Universal and Apple. Apple So I have a feeling we'll be able to watch it on Apple TV in the not-too-distant future so that we can watch and rewatch and pause and replay certain things if we miss something. No pun intended. Uh Uh-huh. The kitty. Um, Yeah, I think... I, I had one challenge. Okay. I don't think you can hit a touch screen with your elbow. Mm. That yeah. frustrated me. I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you may be right there. I was a little concerned in the beginning going in knowing that it was two hours and 19 minutes long and it felt like it was going to be heading into like rom-com area. You know, when she meets the guy on the train and not knowing all the things that we learn later – I'm thinking this is a setup for like the rom a rom com aspect kind of thing, and I'm like, mm, I don't know that I like that very much. But then it got into very <laughs> actiony territory and flipped everything, and and I really quickly was on board, so to speak, um, the train. All right, you know. Chad, rate it. <laughs> I like I give it a four and a half out of five. I'm going to give it a five out of five. I, I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. Did I just call Jen Chad? 
Uh, before I give my rating, I just wanted to quickly say I have a similar uh, condition that uh, Sam Rockwell had in this film. And I, I enjoy going to people's houses that have cats. I find them to be soft and furry, and I love the way they purr, and I love the, the way they play with the laser toy and all that stuff. Uh, but then I find when I'm done, even if I don't touch them or, or play with them, which I have a hard time not doing, my eye will my eyes will swell up. I will be sneezing. My nose will run uncontrollably for the next day or two. Uh, it drives me insane. It it uh, gives me a moment a moment of joy to play with the cat, and then hours of of uh, pain and frustration. Um, so I, I completely related to Sam Rockwell's character in this, and that alone is why I have to give this a solid five, and I cannot wait until it's available on streaming so that I can watch it again. Speaking of streaming, Disney Plus recently said that they're uh, changing their terms of service uh, so that you can't share passwords anymore. Hulu uh, is also now 100% owned by the Walt Disney Company, so of course they're going to do the same thing. The uh, The new terms of service is said to, quote, Unless otherwise permitted by your service tier, you may not share your subscription outside of your household. The change to this agreement stated, household, in quotes, means the collection of devices associated with your primary personal residence that are used by the individuals who reside therein. I always have a question when people are trying to control passwords. Some of us travel. Some of us have more than one satellite office in the state. Some of us travel to New Mexico for work acting or building things las vegas new studio builds going out there uh am i gonna then find problems with my login because my uh external ip number doesn't match the one that i have been using for years at my residence so the you know how do they enforce these things how are we going to as paying subscribers still be able to uh, be able to get the things that i want This is why when I travel now, I still take a stack of DVDs or Blu-rays with me uh, so that I can play them uh, because I don't want to be locked out of a streaming service on a whim. So there you go. That's how I feel about that. Online tonight. Stay tuned. Bookmark this. Our bookmark this for this hour is extrachill.com slash weird hyphen instruments. I will put that on the show notes so that I don't have to spell all that for you. And we're keeping with our theme of music. Here's a site that has compelled information on 71 strange musical instruments from around the world, including YouTube videos of each one so you can see them in action. Mine, of course, being one of my favorites is that uh, Australian... uh, the Australian one, the the uh, what is it, Bigaboo, the the Didgeridoo, Didgeridoo, and of course I love the theremin. Is that how you say it, theremin? Yes. From Star Trek. Yes. All right, that's this hour's bookmark. This extrachill.com slash weird hyphen instruments. 
brought to you by Anchor. You probably know Anchor for their dongles, as I call them, but they want you to call them hubs. The Anchor 655 USB-C is an 8-in-1. It includes an SD card slot, a micro SD card slot, two USB 10 gig ports. Uh, some people would say that's, you know, uh, USB 3. It's nice. Audio, it's got an audio jack, Ethernet, and HDMI, all in a sleek little device. It's available in two different colors. Check that out at OLTTV.com slash anchor. That's OLTTV.com slash A-N-K-E-R. Online tonight. Where beauty is only a dimmer switch away. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. That bit always reminds me of that Eddie Murphy movie when he's with uh, Kit. And he says, make it darker, make it darker. Uh, Last week, I shared with you some information about the drama that Britney Spears was having with uh, Justin Timberlake. At least her fans uh, were having that. Uh, Justin had just released the single Selfish. Uh, Britney's fans were all worked up, and they tried to get her old song title back to the top of the charts. They started streaming it on Spotify and iTunes and all these places, you know, to kind of block Justin's song. Well, Britney felt bad about it, you know, because she... She even posted an apology uh, to people and said that uh, she may have hurt them in some way because of some of the things that she revealed in her recent book. But she also praised JT's new song and his recent appearance on Jimmy Fallon. Well, Justin wasn't having any of it. He was on stage and said he uh, wanted to begin by apologizing to aptly, to absolutely effing no one. That's not a direct quote. I think he used the word nobody, and he said the F word all the way out. Well, apparently, Brittany heard this, and she uh, may or may not have been very happy. Uh, she did say something about playing basketball and going crying home to mommy, but she didn't ever really mention JT specifically. Some sources say, hey, JT is seething over the drama because it's overshadowing his music release, but... Some other people, this is why the internet is so vague and confusing sometimes, were saying, you know what, the drama's not getting him down. It it helps him promote his music. It's all good. The only problem Justin has right now is he has the flu. So we wish you well, Justin. We enjoyed our interview with you at the um, Yogi Bear movie. You were very gracious to talk with us, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, And we're glad that you felt that was a good question. Kate Hudson. Uh, released her new single, Delicious and Sexy. Uh, It was co-written by her fiancé. And you may know Kate Hudson as the daughter of of, uh, Goldie Hawn. Um, Very famous parents. So that's good. She's very, very pleased. You only have one first single, she's quoted as saying. And I have, and I wanted it to be something delicious and sexy and all the things that I believe in. I wanted to be open and seeking Searching to find something powerful. The quote continues, but I also wanted the music to be the rock, the pop, the dance music, and even a bit of alternative records that I love. It was a lot to put together into one song, but thankfully I had some wonderful people working behind me. And then I, of course, editorialize that and say, my fiance. And the end of the quote, she said, so there, here we are. So congratulations to her. I don't know if you know who her fiancé is. He is Danny uh, Fujikawa. And you would know Danny from, let's see, what 
band do we know Danny from? Miss Victoria probably knows this off the top of your head, but I'm going to guess it's like the Black Crows or somebody like that. Do you know who he's with or was with? I do not. I think the guy that she was originally married to was with the Black Crows. Oh, so she has a new husband. But at least it's another singer, so I always get these people confused. Let's see. The Power of the Internet. Uh, His name is... Los Angeles-based band Chief. Chief. Never heard of him. It's not surprising, I guess. You can't can't know every band, especially the, the smaller ones here in L.A. We were in Las Vegas for the consumer... Thank you. We were in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, and it was really, really interesting to see the sphere, the, the sphere, there's an H in there, so I, I want to say it differently, but it doesn't have an F in it, the, the sphere in Las Vegas, it's over by the link, it's between the link and the convention center, it's a giant dome, it's more than half a dome, it's almost like three quarters of a dome, it's not a perfect circle, but it's very, very close. And, of course, YouTube had, a, had one of their launch concerts there, and the tickets were $200 plus. And apparently the experience inside is phenomenal, but we only got to see the outside. It's lit up all the time. During the day, it looks gorgeous, and at night it is fantastic. And they had, you know, they were promoting their own movie, and they were promoting uh, some Google ads were showing up on there. And then they had these little fur characters and these happy faces. And it was a sight to see in real life. I mean, the videos that you see online do not do it justice. And so there was recently talk about who is going to be the residency at, the, at, at Sphere. We've, we've got a lot of resident, residencies going on. Of course, we've got Celine Dion and we have some of the DJs uh, like Cal, uh, Calvin Harris and, and uh, others in different casinos, but who's going to, you know, headline and, and be like a permanent fixture at the sphere. And there was a long, long list of people. I mean, the number one, people were pulled. The number one request was like Lady Gaga and then Kiss and Coldplay and all those st- things. But they just announced that Dead and Company will be doing 18 dates at the Las Vegas sphere, sphere as a resident. <laughs> I'm never going to get that right. At the residency, they're going to be running from the 16th through the 22nd of 2024. So if you're a big fan of Dead & Company, then you might want to check that out and get your tickets soon before the scalpers get them and then start to sell them uh, you know, for too much. Uh, and I, my understanding is it's going to be a fantastic show. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on Online Tonight. I am Max. And don't forget, if you've missed any portion of the show... You can head over to OnlineTonight.com where we have the show notes. Of course, we have the podcast. You can listen to it right there. Or even better, you can subscribe. It's Online Tonight. Stay tuned. Online Tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers.